them come. This is their fate. All right. Let me see. My bird man hands out. Paper hand. Um, sandpaper hands out. I'm gonna get my gunshots. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, all right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here with my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Uh, today we got quite a bit of topics for you guys. We're going to be talking about Sonic Frontiers, God of War, Steam Deck Thoughts, Halo Forge coming out. Um, we got some stuff, basically. So stick around if you want to listen. Uh, but before we get started, as usual, Jalen and Josh, update the people on where you at, what you've been up to, where what you've been doing, what you've been playing, um, and how you've been feeling about this jam-packed last two months um let's start with josh what you been up to uh same as always got got a lot going on yeah so i'm not i've been playing a game but i haven't played much new stuff uh and Mm -hmm. i'm kind of holding off because like you said a lot of games dropped recently and i can't play them all so i'm not gonna buy them all yet until i got time um like bayonetta came out and i completely skipped that um, I haven't even finished, like, really got into Xenoblade 3, and that dropped a while ago, and now we got Sonic and God of War and all this new stuff coming out. So, uh, I, I'm first try to catch up on a, a couple games in my backlog, at least clear it out a little bit, and then add some new games to the rotation. Yes, sir. Yes, Otherwise, sir. yeah, just, just been pretty good. Family's doing well. Um, it's not too cold here in Japan. Uh, so actually, we've been out uh recently just enjoying the weather um so yeah just taking it chill before you know a winter get here we'll fully get here yeah um yeah it's about a lot of i'm trying to get some trees cut in my house and uh it's been some issues because of the weather so it's uh interesting but uh hopefully it doesn't hopefully we get some more sunshine because it's been weird. We've been getting like 81 weather days um, in Ohio, and it's been interesting, at least. But, uh, yeah, what about you, uh, jo- uh, Jalen? Wow. Went, back, went right back to Josh. What about you, <laughs> Jalen? What you been up to? What you been playing? What you been on? Yeah, if you wanted Josh to go twice, just say Yes, that. I did. Say, fine. say go back <laughs> twice again, sir. I'm not that redo that. Speak up, boy. Redo that. <laughs> Uh, shoot, but no, I ain't, I ain't been up to nothing. Um, I guess just, I guess the reach out and whatever, um, maintaining the struggle. But, um, what else am I say? I got my steam deck. I ain't running. At first, I was like, man, I could return it for that 400, man, but that third every, uh, return part is like, nah, bro, 30 days. And now y'all know my steam deck. If y'all go back to these other podcasts, my steam deck been sitting there for at least 60, you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so i did a little bit i've been kind of messing with that for a little bit uh I currently was trying to start playing this like hack another hack pokemon game it's called like pokemon adventure right it's based off like the pokemon manga i guess i don't really pay attention to it but i mean i used to hear certain things about it and sometimes it got like some darker things and people began like killed and stuff like that so i'm gonna see what all that's about but other than that man Y'all know Sonic, boy. I mean, I guess I can 
straight wine on to like the next thing a little bit, but uh, but yeah, no, that's pretty much been it for me. Okay. Well, um, well, I ain't been doing much uh, outside of you know playing God of War. Um, I've put, <laughs> I've uh, so it would sound like I've been neglecting my responsibilities, but I put in forty six mm-hmm. hours already, and uh, I have okay. been kind of neglecting my responsibilities. Came out on Wednesday, mm-hmm. it's Sunday, but. Um, I had the weekend and I told you I took two days off. So, um, I beat it last night and it was amazing. And, uh, it was definitely better than the first one. I ain't gonna hold you. So a lot better gameplay wise. Um, a lot of different variety in the, in fights, a lot of mechanics being introduced. Instead of eight enemies, they got 10 enemies. Yeah, nah, they got way more than 10, (laughs) but they definitely, uh, and they, they, I guess they didn't want to try to repeat the same thing. They kind of did anyway with like a certain type of enemy that you fight a lot, uh, or at oh, least yeah. the the when you go around and explore, they have like these enemies that are tough. Uh, it's not Valkyries anymore, but you'll know what it is once you play it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it was fun. I still got like a lot to do, and the way it ends is kind of. Um, explore so you could explore some more so um yeah it's a lot um it's a lot to take in because honestly i didn't i stopped doing a lot of the side quests or at least a decent amount of side quests towards the end um i haven't finished quite a bit so there's still more to see in that world and i was like jesus christ this thing is jam-packed but story great Everything pacing's great. Um, a lot of twists and turns, but you you enjoy it for sure, especially if you like the story and the original one. And all he did was fix pretty much all the problems that we had, which was combat mm-hmm. and the lack of variety. Um, but overall, solid ten out of ten for the boy. Um, but I've been playing that a lot doing uh playing a lot of that and um yeah just been that's been it um i don't want to spoil anything for anybody so i guess i'm not really gonna i don't want to talk too much on god of war um but at least you just just know that if you are going to play it and you are going to actually finish it, it's more than likely going to be a better experience than you had with the original God of War. Most people are probably 20 to 30 hours in at this point, and they probably are getting to the middle or at least to the very middle end if they're not mm-hmm. doing any side quests. So um, we'll be able to talk about it fully um, at some point, I don't know when, yeah. but at some point we'll be able to play, talk about it fully. With us, not really. I ain't gonna play it for a year. Jayla I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But I'm saying but, at some point, yeah, <laughs> you can speak freely without worrying about spoilers and stuff. Um, but I mean, I, obviously, it seemed a lot of good impressions, and it sounded like based on what you were saying that they, they they went to address a couple issues with the first game because yeah, I like sure. the first game a lot, but like, yeah, it was. My biggest stuff was just like how repetitive it got. Like the story was really good, but the stuff that you were doing, you see the same enemies over and over and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think um, a but, lot yeah. of it. Um, I think a lot of what I did ended up being because of 
I was playing on, on No Mercy. I wasn't playing mm-hmm. on like the, the the standard difficulty. I think I was playing on. I wasn't playing on God of War. No, I wasn't gonna do that the first go around. But I was playing on No Mercy. Then I was gonna go back and play it on Give Me God of War or whatever. Um, but it made me switch up my gear. It made me use different tactics at different points in the game due to the type of enemy I was fighting. Um, and it it made me think more about the combat. So that's why I was saying it wasn't just, you know, smash and continue to go. Like I had to think about what does this uh, ailment will do and how I'm going to get buffed here. So maybe I should just start using shield damage because shield damage is doing better than my regular weapon. So it was like a lot to think about in the last is time the, uh, over, over while I was playing it. <clears throat> is the skill system mostly the same as like the first one? No, you get, you get, you get rewarded for doing certain moves. Um, and people were talking about how you can go and do certain things in a training area and like get these moves to unlock. But basically, the more you mm-hmm. use something, a what a, a style of play or a type of uh, skill, you get like you know gold tier or silver tier, and you can like slot a another attunement to it. So it is like a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that they added to make the customization more interesting. Um, yeah. But they also kind of did some refining on the type of um, runes you get because there was a lot of stuff that you nobody would want to use. But a lot of the stuff, I feel like they just tried to hone in on the good ones and really bring mm-hmm. back those. And um, uh, so, yeah, I just think that they did a really good job on pacing uh, the style of the game, like all the, all the realms you visit. Um, it's not like I said, it's not a. It is not a small game, so it's really fun. So if you and I, I just kept wanting to play it because it was just that good. So I, I know you already know how I felt about God of War one. But yeah, this is definitely um, on pace to beat that. Well, it's definitely on pace to beat that in like the achievement of it, um, even though it's still a <laughs> Fifty nine ninety nine game. <laughs> they charge me sixty nine ninety nine for sixty FPS. I suppose <laughs> they ain't really give me nothing different. Like PS four people, PS four Pro people can have this almost the same experience. Granted, maybe mine's load a little faster when I'm not, and it's not like you got a a, a cutscene or like a, a a camera cut. So it's really just when you die and come back to life. And I died a lot, so. Um, yeah, but yeah, overall, I had fun with it. It was like a challenge, but also fun. Um, it's, it, I guess it's more of a if you want the challenge. Like if you if you play on a regular one, you probably fly through it. But if you either playing on No Mercy or you playing on Give Me God of War, this is where you kind of have to start using you know more different tactics mm-hmm. to kind of play through it. So I think I did I have think the best experience, you know, playing I- on those. I enjoy, you know, action games on a little bit harder difficulty, but the first one, I just didn't like how they did the runes and stuff like that. I feel like harder difficulties were more trouble than it's worth, but it's, it sounds like them rebalancing it makes the harder difficulties more fun. Yeah. Uh, no, the camera's still slow. You can change it. You can speed up the camera, like turning wise and stuff like that now. But I mean, it's still an over the back camera, you know? It's still mm-hmm. that. It's not going to be one where it spreads out. Now, it does do a good job of spreading out 
when you get into a fight and trying to focus in on the en enemies and they have like literally my man's just calls out when something's going to happen. He say on your left, on your right. So you can actually listen to him and still be able to dodge things when they're finna come because he, mm -hmm. he is actually a, a, a verbal cue. Um, so you don't have to look at the screen to know that somebody's going to attack you from the back or whatever, because he will literally say it. So that is like a huge mechanic that allows you to like stop focusing on looking at that red dot and where it's coming from and just focus on hearing and listening and just fighting what you are in front of you because they're going to tell you when they're coming at you anyway. So that really helped with the whole camera issue for me because it, it is still that, you know, it's still that camera. So you can't really change the camera. It, it's all about how they solve for the problem that we had in the first place is that when you turn your back, you're getting smacked up and it's kind of hard to, to, to navigate and bag up and see the whole field when you got a bunch of enemies coming at you from all sides. So mm -hmm. um, the versatility, the, 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 the ability to get up high and break up the combat too, like they add a lot of verticality into the game. So you can get up high and reposition yourself and like use elements in the world to kind of um, help, help you in the games too. So like I said, they just got a lot of stuff in there now that it feels so much better to play um, than um, the first one for sure. But um, but yeah, it's it's um, that's not how I wanted to start it, but God of War has has been the probably the biggest game I've given that much time to in like this sort of a span, and it was a reason for it. Like everybody know that. Everybody know this game good. It's just how good is it? That's the that's the whole thing. <laughs> everybody knows good, but just how good is it? Uh, but yeah, Sony did they thing as usual. Um, they still suck, uh -huh. but you know they make good games. And as usual, that game is going to be a game that's going to be remembered and replayed for a lot of different reasons. And um, it just had a good. I'm, story. I'm waiting for uh, I'm waiting for God of War Ragnarok remake. They gonna drop it like. <laughs> Two years, <laughs> you know they they try to do that horizon. I said, "Yo, fam, that game is not that old for you to be doing a remake." But they try to pull it off, bro. That's how they do. They, 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 they're case very support. interesting. Seventy dollars, my boy. Seventy bucks, and then they, they really try to get off with that. Um. $70 for Last of Us, bro. I'm like, come on, bro. If anybody buy this, you a fool, bro. Like, that is not a game to be buying for 70 at all. Especially when they took out everything. They took out so much from that game. Like, how are you going to take away the multiplayer and charge more? You didn't charge that much when you paid it and you actually had some mechanics in it. And things like like when they they promised Last of Us Part 2 was going to get um like multiplayer and all that, bro. That stuff did. Like I don't, I don't, I'm sick of Naughty Dog pro broken promises for real for real. So mm -hmm. it's whatever with them as a studio in general, but um I mean, obviously they make good games still, but I I'm, I'm over them as a studio. Uh, but yeah, God of War, 10 out of 10 for your boy. Um, hopefully, you know, Jalen plays some of this goodness. He got the PS5. He just don't care enough, but hopefully he come around, uh, to actually playing 
good games. You know, put that Sonic front. <laughs> put that Frontier down. Actually play some good games, man. But Man, what you nah. trying to say? <laughs> nah. And that's the thing I want to talk nah. about, too. Sonic Frontiers. Let me move right on into it. Smooth like that. Uh... Sonic Frontier. So now we reach the game of the year section. <laughs> um, this is where we get you, the game of you the year. You being the first us. time uh, Sonic, <laughs> 3D Sonic uh, game. Yeah, or you, yeah. Deontay. What's yeah. going on? Why Why is this the uh, the top game over uh, God of War right now? <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Uh like game black excellence. <laughs> They need to fix their pop-in situation if they want this to be considered black excellence. Uh, this game uh, is... This game has atrocious pop-in. Uh, <laughs> but... And, and terrible fame pacing issues, but thanks to my man's at Digital Foundry, uh, uh, they basically came up with a bunch of stuff basically saying that this game has terrible frame pacing issues at 30 FPS. Have to play it at 60 so as long as you get on a PS5 or the Xbox Series X, you'll be fine. But if you get on any other console, it's not great. Um, and the 30 FPS F, uh, frame pacing is just bad. Um, I'm the and only one. <laughs> and so let's let's be clear here. Me, Mr. BCD Deontay, is the only one that owns a copy of Sonic Frontiers at this moment. And I... Man, that's not that surprising. <laughs> You, you you missed a swipe it up. No, no, no. These people, we just like being financially nah. responsible. <laughs> they try to spin it. Don't let them spin it on y'all. They were told <laughs> hey, us hey, don't let that they were super show. excited. You know that they gonna buy two copies. Nah, they were so excited that this game came out, and they were like, "Ooh, Sonic Frontiers game of the year, blase, blase." Tell me why the person that's just trying it is the one that cop first. <laughs> I will say that Sonic Frontiers is a good game. It's fun to play. It's um, relaxing because of the soundtrack. And um, but it does. It's not it's not not flawed. It's like it's still a flawed game, but at least they got some things right, you know, like they got the traversal, right. They got the feel of speed, right. Um, you can adjust how you, how you, how your speed is and like bounce speed and, and like height and like, um, actual running speed. You can adjust it in, as sliders to make yourself go faster. If you feel yeah, like you're I saw not that. going that's, fast enough. That's good. Cause like a lot of people always complain about Sonic, uh, physics because mm-hmm. some games are different than others. Yeah. And, you know, just given the option to actually change that is good because yeah. like, I like the older like Sonic games, like Sonic Adventure and stuff, but a lot of people don't like them because like how the physics work. And I'll say like not non-Sonic fans, but people who play other platformers come into those games and don't like how it feel. And then the newer games, they changed it, but you the physics are also different. So I want to yeah. play around with it uh, once I actually do get it uh, to actually see where what what feels good but yeah yeah so um what's crazy though is i mean i guess the well, luck what have you these jokers five days out um they dropped the price. 
Mm-hmm. I told you that God of War Ragnarok is too hot for it's too hot, bro. Everybody said, man, hey, bump all that Sonic. So they dropped, they dropped they, twenty dollars. <laughs> five days on, later, it's on PlayStation though. It's on PS Five and Xbox. I thought. No nah, Xbox. I, I checked Amazon and GameStop today. That joint was still sixty. So is it only on the PS Five and the Switch? I don't even think it's for the Switch. I think it's just for the PS5. No, it's just, uh, I think it might be $50 on the Switch. Let me check again, bro. Because nah, I was just I looking. I was like, man, I might cop this mug right now. Let me read something. It says, oh, I guess they all out. It's no longer available. But they still on Sold it. Sold bro. They, they wanted game of the year. They said, hey, hey buy this up right now, big dog. Amazon <laughs> still got it. Oh, no, nah, they got it for $59.99. Why in the heck was the PlayStation only $39.99? Was that a pricing error? I guess we we dealing with this in real time, folks. Nah, G. They said that everybody they saying this is too popular. Everybody, everybody purchasing. Um, you know I'm a uh uh I'm a slick deals advocate. So yeah. I I guess it was $39.99. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it's for the PS5 also. I'm only seeing it on GameStop for the PS4 now. Bro, I, I should have just bought that. Oh, mug, bro. dang. It's a pricing error. I could tell it was a pricing error. All right. Well, let me let me scratch that. It was not price dropped five days later. There was a pricing error mug, for a $20 discount. And now everybody is pushing it back up because they said game of the year can't be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Not the game of the year. It can't be this cheap. So uh, in real time, people, we are finding out Sonic Frontiers is back up on that fifty nine ninety nine. And if he wants it, Dang he has to pay the sixty. <laughs> Man, I just fixed my budget for that mug, and I was ready to buy it. I told Josh, I'm like, y'all got GameStop Pro still because I'm gonna go crazy with that mug. They said, "Sight fifty nine ninety nine, my boy." Body fought it. <laughs> Yes, sir. Oh, I'm like, I'm getting that version, bro. I don't even got a PS4 no more, bro. Like, what is y'all saying? <laughs> it says free PS4. PS, it says free PS5 upgrade available for a PS4. Oh, it is? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk Let's about, about it. it. You might be able to still get it. I'm finna buy the PS4 version again. <laughs> yeah, it says P- PS5 upgrade available. Yep, right on the right on the box. So. Anyways, De- Deontay was talking his mess. Me and <laughs> yes. Jalen wanted to wait, see what our options are. You know, Deontay had his pre-order in like a couple weeks early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was ready went, to go. I went and got I got I got GameStop credit for a bunch of stuff because they were doing fifty percent extra credit, and I buy my games physical. So I turned in a bunch of stuff I didn't want and or beat. And I was able to get Callisto Protocol, God of War, and Sonic Frontiers. Only had to spend like $20. So that is why I got it. I was going to get Evil West, but I got Sonic Frontiers instead. Uh, Good choice. Yeah. So, um, Good choice. <laughs> I might still like Evil West, but I might still get it at some point. But, um, but yeah, this Sonic Frontiers, I'm the only one that actually has hands-on experience. And um, I'm, I'm bringing the mantle for Sonic. So 
What I will say is, again, the game is fun and interesting to play. I'm only in the first zone. I haven't unlocked anything yet. I've played for like three hours um, because, again, it was right before God of War came out. Like I said, I put 46 in that. So I will go back to it now that I've finished it. Um, I don't plan on doing all the completion stuff yet. I might do that on give me god of war so i don't plan on finishing up and then going back i might just do that on give god of war on the or the hardest difficulty of the game um mm-hmm. but sonic overall I, I i enjoy the traversal like the traversal plus the the soundtrack like it feels fun to just get around like you'll run into something and you'll be like okay let me just do it real quick let me figure out this little puzzle but they're small little puzzles but they're still fun to do. It kind of reminds me of um, Zelda Breath of the Wild, where it's just like an experience of flying through stuff. And like the story, it, I'm not paying attention to it, but um, it's there. It is a story in the game. Um, but overall, it's just fun to figure out how to get on top of stuff, figure out how to f- beat bosses and like run around the world. Like there's plenty of things to just jump in and do the world may be empty but it is like a canvas for you to just run around and do stuff like play around in the world like there's so many like small things um that's connected that you feel like you just always going fast um even if in like you're trying to figure out the best ways to traverse the world and that's fun in itself to me i mean it might not be fun to everybody but at least to me it's fun in that space of just traversing um but Sonic Frontiers, I feel like it, 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 by the end of it, I'm going to probably enjoy it a lot more than I, I expected because of hopefully there's a lot of variety in all the, 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 the zones or whatever. They call them open zones. But yeah, and, at, at least from where I'm standing, I don't feel like I wasted my money. Um, I got it on the PC because I want to see if the mods come out where they can fix the pop-in um, and fix a lot of the issues. But maybe not a lot of the issues, just the pop-in, really. Like, nothing else really bothers me. Like, the world doesn't look ugly because of the lighting and the like the motion blur. Everything makes kind of false in line. And, like, the graphics aren't terrible. It's just really the pop-in that's atrocious. So, if we can fix the pop-in on PC... We got a solid eight out of ten, but I ain't beat it yet, so I can't say that. But uh, I will say that at least it's showing all the right mechanics. And the combat is super fun. I didn't think it was going to be super fun, but it is actually fun. Like all the little things you can do. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. At least my little three hours I played, I was definitely enjoying it. I don't know how, you know, I don't know how deep the, the, the combat gets. But from what I can play, it seems as if you want to um, you want to try to master some of those combos and like the combat because it feels just unique and fun to play. You never really experience Sonic, you know, doing like fury kicks and all this other stuff. It's just seems pretty cool. So Mm -hmm. that's good, because, I mean, our me and you had the same first impression like when they first showed it was it didn't look good and no it didn't partly it's just that was just a really bad like showing of the game um yeah but since then it, it seems like it's come together better where the open world you know you meant to move around really fast and do a lot of 
quick short uh stops and do a little puzzle and keep going um mm-hmm. and that that's good to hear and people have been saying like the boss fights are also uh, i don't know if they're boss fights or the boss fights that you like chase or whatever um but those seem uh, pretty good i i got mine downloading i'm just play it once i finish something else uh but yeah i'm waiting on Jalen because he he the biggest sonic fan and uh yeah, he ain't pulled that trigger yet yeah he, ready to get on he, he even home. bought sonic uh horses <laughs> man i can buy sonic horses i don't know for but anyways that's neither here nor there um i'm I've been quiet because I'm over here trying to buy it right now. I'm like, get this game, bro. Yeah, I just went ahead and downloaded it on Steam so I can get those mods. Get those mods, G. I mean, I you can sell, really you well. the mods on Steam Deck. Uh, have you played it on the Steam Deck? I played it on the Steam Deck. Like I said, that's where it's like a good 30 FPS, like 35. Or I, I usually do like 40 FPS, but it's a lot of. Um, it's It's a little bit more too blurry for my taste. Because it's just like eight, it's eight hundred p, and they don't have a really great uh, anti-aliasing. Um, they don't have a really good anti-aliasing uh, program or whatever. I think it's like TAA and then FX. F, I forget the other one, but with those two, they just don't do enough to to kind of knock out the frizz for me. So I did switch to the PC, and I'm playing it on there, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Once I get a hang of the game and I'm not really looking forward to like I'm not actually trying to figure out the world. I'm just running around in it. I can the Steam Deck would be cool to even um what I was thinking about doing was just, you know, remote playing it from a PC on the Steam Deck. So that way it's on my PC and I just remote play it to the Steam Deck. Cause I they have a really good latency um mm-hmm. for my internet at least. Uh, so I, I I I would prefer it that way so I can still be mobile while I play it. But if not, I like I said, my PC is more than capable of running that game 60 FPS maxed. So, yeah, I am having a good time. I think I'm going to try it um, some more tonight when I get a chance. But overall, yeah, man, um, we need to we need to we need to get the. The real, the real Sonic uh, fans to get get, get their handles on it and see what they enjoy about it and if it's really living up to its full potential because y'all could really, well, low-key, y'all could not, not like it, which is interesting. I don't know if y'all would, but I don't know what was the favorite Sonic game for y'all. Was it Adventure 2? <clears throat> I think... I already know I'm a Lakers game, so I'm gonna say that. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, that out there, that game is super high fire. You know? Nah, but uh, I mean, I just I just set my pick up for game stopping. I'm gonna pick that joint up. I'm, I'm gonna go get my Sonic, bro. Hit some finesses, all that. You know all that good stuff. But my favorite Sonic game, I don't really know because I feel like Adventure Two was cool, right? But um, of course, that was like one of my favorite ones at a certain point in time. But then I got older. I still, I think, I think it's a huge nostalgia factor with it because it was like an actual good 3D Sonic game, and it was like one of the first ones. Like for, I mean, you had other ones like Sonic Fighters or 3D Blast and stuff like that, but that was actually like a, a good one. Um, and then had like, I mean, the lip sync was off too and stuff like that, but it wasn't as bad as like Sonic Adventure and stuff like that. But 
Um, so I think nostalgia plays a huge factor. Josh, weren't we playing that game at my graduation or something like that when you had came up there? Yeah, tried, we tried like, to boot it up because uh, Xbox was having issues. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, they were having yeah. issues. They wouldn't let us play because it, it was downloaded or something, right? Yeah. Like, it won't let you play none, none of your license. Game. It was something weird. But, yeah, so I just think overall what I'm saying is I think the nostalgia factor is a huge one. Um, and I don't necessarily think it's like the best Sonic game I played, but it was my favorite one, and I probably had the most fun with that one. Um, another one I really, really enjoyed was, um, I probably say Sonic Generations, but I was older and stuff, and I wasn't as Sonicy as I was, I guess. But I think Sonic Generations was a pretty solid one that I like enjoyed thoroughly too. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it it depends. Like I said, the the earlier games they <laughs> they were fun and they were like different from Mario, like doing all the Sonic levels in space and then how fast you're going. You can just like jump off a platform and skip half the level and stuff like that. Like all that was fun, especially like when you were younger as a kid. The game might not hold up as well because, like you said, like lip syncing and all the like technical stuff just doesn't hold up the game. But the problem is, like, Sonic Team, they, since then, they've never really knew what to do with Sonic. Like, they, they, each game, they'll try something different, and it's not fully there. Like, it might look good graphically, but the story is weird, and the gameplay is not good. Um, but anyways, after, I played most of them. I haven't played the more recent ones. Like, I stopped playing after Colors. No, actually, the last one I bought was... uh. Other than like Sonic Mania, the last 3D one was um, Unleashed, uh, which I like Sonic Unleashed a lot, but it was also like half the game was also trash because of the werewolf stuff. Um, <laughs> so with this game, it seems like they at least have a good foundation, and I'm a I'm a play it. I think I'm gonna enjoy it. Like you know, I I don't I'm not going in with high stakes. I just want to run around, fight a couple fun bosses. Um, you know, do do the supersonic se- sections and stuff. But I do hope that at least if this sells well enough, whatever, that they continue with it and polish it where next time you don't have the same technical issues and, like, you know, they can do more with this uh, this Newfound experience, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, um, and I think that's what, that's what the hope is for everyone is really because... Um, you know, Sonic ain't been at the top for a very long time, and it's a very beloved character, but they just seem like they can't never get nothing right. Um, so, at least like they have the foundation to make something fun. It's cool. And it's getting enough people eyes on it to make it where it could be a success. They just need to follow up with, like, again, something that really f- resolves this pop-up, pop-in situation which they probably can't fix it with an update more than likely if it's shipped like that it's probably gonna be like that but maybe the modern team can do something because every council has the same issue it's like this can't be where lack of power this is like literally them not doing something so hopefully with them resets and stuff like that everybody everybody can have a better experience but um i mean not resets but updates Mm -hmm. that's the hope um, but yeah, uh, Sonic is not going to be game of the year based off of God of War <laughs> and Elder Ring, but it can be fun. Um, 
it's really now who 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 gonna win. It's really just God of War and um, it's Elden Ring. I mean, I already know it's God of War, but yeah, I because <laughs> I think people have more impact. The story is more impactful in God of War than Elden Ring, but the Elden Ring just had like a free form. You know, it's just it's just it's Dark Souls, but it's just like in just freedom of an open world, you know, and they, they had to build a lot of new mechanics and build a lot of new stuff to for people for it to work well and for it, that to be their first entry into an open world game and it to be that good, you know, rings true that they are they have a winning formula. Um, but yeah, gotta work probably. Gonna win. <laughs> yeah, people usually pick game of the year just based off story and presentation yeah. and like you know sometimes uh other games that are just you know the funnest game of the mm. year and with no story wins like a mario or something but yeah god of war it, there's no competing with it's like presentation because like it's the mm. best it's yeah. ever been done so yeah yeah that is not a lie and it's never been more truer since i've beaten it it's like I have never, never experienced that before. So, um, is that, is that good? So it's just, it's just, you know, I would like for them to consider what Elden Ring did too. And I think it's always that whole thing about, well, which one had was more recent in the mind, but Elden Ring, when it came out, it was such a huge impact that people forgot about Horizon. <laughs> so, uh, so now don't 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 forget about their other game of the year contender that nobody cares about. I enjoy Horizon. It is not on God of War's level, but I enjoyed Horizon for what it was, and they did a great job with the game. So for them to launch that and this in the same year, this is why PlayStation wins, baby. This is it. Sony <laughs> always wins because of these these situations where when I gotta look back. I gotta, I gotta deal with Halo Infinite, <laughs> which we gotta talk about anyways, because we gotta talk about the Forge. Uh, another segue of body and ease today, but uh, Halo Infinite. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it right after I talk about God War and, uh, and Horizon, but whatever it is, what it is. Um, Halo Infinite got their winter update a couple days ago. And I mean, actually, let me get let me get a taste of the room. Obviously, I don't care about this game, but uh, you, you used to. Did that do anything? Did y'all see any other Forge like customized modes? Anything? I saw one, and I thought it was pretty fun. But uh, let me know what y'all. What is what is the ear to the streets for Halo right now? Um, oh, I can go over. I'll just go real quick because I know Josh probably saying a little bit more to me, but um, I ain't, I mean, clearly I'd be like under the rock when it comes to like certain things and stuff like that, like gaming those. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I kept seeing stuff about Halo and they like our biggest update yet and all this type of stuff for the game or whatever. I'm like, oh, y'all trying to make this game sound tight, but the game was never tight. So I don't really care. So, but <laughs> I mean, it just, and then the fact that y'all didn't say anything about it or was like, Hey, let's try to hop on uh, Halo real quick. Let's see if this update and stuff they talking about. Like, let's check it out at least. At least, you know, Apex, we'll do that. Like, that game, I ain't heard nothing about that game since they had the Super Saiyan 2 emote or something like that. So, like, I just knew that it wasn't, I ain't going to say it was trash, but, like, I just knew it wasn't that. You feel me? Because, like, you ain't, you ain't make a big enough deal about it, so. 
Listen, I've been keeping up with it. I just know that we all busy, and it came out during the week of God of War. Like, bro, I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm not playing. I don't have no time for nothing else. And that's you can see that as of now. But I'm just like, I'm not playing this game right now. I'll come back to it in a week or two when I'm done with the games that I'm actually interested in. So, um, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not interested in it because I've been looking at stuff and I was like, let me check out this trailer. Then I went on. I actually booted up Halo Infinite and I looked at the Forge modes and I was like, this is not what I thought Forge mode was. I thought it was like you can go in and find people to play with, but you actually have to have friends to play these modes with. And I was like, oh, so you got to be popular. So then I was like, oh, well, then maybe I can go look for some friend groups or like something that would allow me to try out some of these modes. But then I was like, then I got to talk to people. And I was like, never mind, forget it. And I hopped off. But maybe I just have a misunderstanding of it. But I think that's how Forge mode works, right? Well, uh Yes and no. That's how it is in the game right now. But there is, like in Halo 5, there was a matchmaking playlist that included all Forge stuff. So, like, when Uh-oh. last time me and you played Halo 5, those are all Forge maps. Right now, they haven't implemented that because they still call in Forge a beta right now. Uh, but I think eventually they'll pick, they'll go through, pick the most popular Forge maps, uh, make sure that they don't, like break the game and then put them in like a matchmaking playlist but who knows how long that'll take uh but Uh, yeah i i haven't played halo infinite like uh i've been i still follow it i still follow people who play it uh uh, so i've been seeing all this stuff that's coming out mainly is they finally dropped the online uh uh co-op campaign forge um a couple uh new like battle pass items and a couple new maps it's actually not a lot of stuff if you like were burnt out on halo infinite is not really a whole lot to like clear that up uh, but the biggest thing uh, is forge is the forge stuff is actually really really good this seems to be the best like not the best but the most um fleshed out yeah you have the most utility like i sent i sent y'all a video um like a couple minutes ago but like it's not just you take a, a map and then you take the pieces and reorganize them. Like they have like completely different style stuff in the game. Like there's this Toy Story map that somebody made with just completely different assets. Like I don't know how they got the assets, or whatever, but like it's you know, like you a little toy inside the the kids' room and driving around and stuff like that. And I think it's really cool because the really, really creative people will be able yeah. to make like really, really fun stuff. That's just going to take some time. Um, and like once the matchmaking is, uh, you know, fully up and running or whatever for Forge, I'll definitely jump in because like I, I enjoy that. Like I don't, I enjoy being competitive in Halo, but I'll say at least 50% of the fun in Halo is just taking that sandbox and those abilities and just going out and doing random stuff and having fun. That way, hopefully, you can find endless amounts of fun in it. But of course, yeah, it's better to play it with friends. Uh, all that to be said, like, I think it's a good update. The problem with Halo Infinite is that it's uh, a lot of it is too little, too late. So this might not, I'll say Forge is not too little. Like, this is exactly what people wanted. 
but it's coming out much later than it should have. And so it's going to take time to build up that momentum to even get like audiences back interested in it. Um, I personally, I feel, feel like I might jump on, play a few games, see how it is, but I, I want to wait to their next season. That way I can start completely fresh, all the new stuff, and I don't get like burnt out quickly, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I think that it's hard for them to uh, recapture that spark that they had at the beginning. Like people were actually playing it. People were having fun. People love the combat and they wanted to like explore more and they needed more, but they didn't meet the need. And it's an understandable um, at some points, but not in others. Like if you're ever going to make this game, you should probably know that what, what was needed to kind of capture that moment again and keep it alive. Um, but to build it afterwards and build it and they will come situation is hard. And nowadays, because it's just so much opportunity and like different games out there, like build it and they will come is hard. Like, you know, there's, there's so much praise and, and, and nowadays we're a game coming out in a solid shipping state where you don't need to do much and there's nothing else that's really broken or truly broken about it. It's a complete package. So much praise is now put on that. Like it's ridiculous how much people are really praising a complete game when that should be the norm. But um, this, unfortunately, Halo Infinite, these, these big releases where they, don't charge you $60. They're free to play. They cut corners to try to meet fit the mold. And I think they cut too much. Um, it unfortunately hurt think, them a lot. Because um, people still sharing all the rumors and showing all the evidence and stuff. But do you think the Battle Royale mode, whenever it comes out, will save the game? It absolutely could because it's something fresh and um, people were going to hop in because it's a battle royale, right? All the battle royale crowd you get with that, but you got to battle royale comes with a price. You're the price of losing your core audience, the price of losing the true thing that made you special and unique battle royale. is like a, it's like a cheat, but it's, it's like a double edged sword. Like um, Apex Legends now, I don't I don't feel like it has like a super good identity anymore. And I used to love Respawn's identity core. I just feel like it's so much of like this lacking of um, unique experience now that and I, and I think I've become spoiled with their be ability to refine a game to a to a T. Um, that now I feel like this isn't good enough anymore and I'm moving on, but it's not at the fault of them not creating a good product. It's at the fault of them not elaborating and expanding on said good product. Um, like, uh, Titanfall three and Titanfall two and Titanfall one. These are all standalone experiences that even when I go back, I enjoy them because of their standalone experience. Apex Legends is a live service. So what comes with that? Is that double-edged sword? Like I said, it kind of causes you to now. It's like you siphoning yourself, you siphoning your experience, your ability to create unique experiences for this big balloon of cash. You know, like they they're siphoning off their creativity for this, and it it sucks because it's not 
as creative. It feels dulled down. It feels lacking in a lot of areas. And it just feels as if we are being uh, spoon fed our our create our, our the the creative right we're getting spoon fed the creative where it's not a big explosion because of this weird battle royale uh, pause that but battle royale experience is just like you know weird so whatever I just I just know that if they do it um the core experience has to be superb so they don't lose what they are but then it's not a live service game. It is you needed to spend you needed to pay people pay you needed to make people pay sixty dollars for this because um the multiplayer being free it unfortunately hinders that so I can understand I can absolutely understand why Halo Infinite is not doing the best it could be and it's like having this really slow process because they are literally fine tuning how to make a battle royale game in real time. They don't even yeah. know how to make a live service game like that. They don't do that. So for them to have to cut back all of the core experiences and, for, and spoon feed it, it feels as if we are being punished for their for their their now experience with live service or Battle Royale-esque because they're building something. We know that. They can't just be sitting around for this huge IP free online and for not to reship not to recoup any of that they have to be doing something and it's probably going to be something special but it's going to be hard for them to um do that and continue on as the as a unique experience so yeah um you'll see you'll, you'll see it in the overwatch soon enough you, you, you'll be like well y'all been doing the same thing it's it's going to be fun for a while but you can see it in every battle royale game that has ever come out. They start to um, they have they start to dull back the creative because they want to use that for like a big launch season launch, and then the season launches mm-hmm. when they don't meet expectations. Um, it feels as if you've had six months of lack of creativity, and then you just had to move on to something else. So. That is going to be the experience for a lot of people um, when it comes to that battle royale. But hopefully um, we're at the end, the cusp end of this normality of the battle royale experience. I think there's time for a change. There's time for an adjustment. And um, I hope I hope with um, dwindling numbers, but obviously people are spending more time on games, so they're going to keep seeing profit. Um but maybe once the once that is no longer there and the, the player base is dwindling, um, that we start to see some changes in how we do and how they do battle royales. So yes, it'll save it, but at the same time, it's gonna hurt it. As I say, I say all that to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I think if if they have all the stuff that people want who don't like battle. Because the uh, problem with a lot of Battle Royale games is that they only have Battle Royale and they have nothing else. Yeah. So at least if Halo can keep the old stuff but have the Battle Royale over here, mm-hmm. obviously Battle Royale is going to be the more popular mode, but it, hopefully it can make everybody happy if they can pull that off. But that's going to take you, a long time, you, you, and that's yeah. the problem. I think Call of Duty trying to do it the best. Well, they're yeah. not doing it the best, but they're doing it in a way where... That people hate the Call of Duty now 
But the other people that really enjoy Call of Duty, like the original multiplayer, they love it. And then there's people that hate it. But you you have to pay for the part that you hate. And you don't have to pay for the part that they quote unquote love. I hate the Battle Royale in Call of Duty. But it's free. And um, the one that I actually enjoy to play is not. So they have to turn a profit. You know, they have to, to in order for these to make these big, large games again. Um, and they give you a lot of multitude of different things. They got the campaign going. It's, it's strong right now. They got the multiplayer going. It's strong right now. I don't, I doubt they have a, a zombie mode, but they got the spec ops and that's people are having fun in there. And then on top of that, on the side, we have Warzone 2.0. So, um, they are they are recreating what a battle royale package should look like, but at the same time they're not because it's free. They they're just they they they're like giving you the best of both worlds. Um, I don't know how great that is, but you know they still you know made two billion dollars in a, in a couple of days. Like they I mean they made a bill in a, in a quick time. I think it's like ten days, less than ten days or something like that. It works for them. It's Call of Duty, though. Um, Halo Infinite could be that, but um, they 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 probably should have kept it seventy dollars. I think they they when they did that shell of a free to play game, it really hurt it because Halo Infinite's story was not worth sixty dollars. So it's just hard, you know. It's hard, but I think they made a decision and they have to live with it. But uh, we'll see how it comes out to Halo Forge, though. It's promising. I really like this one mode. I think it was called like Giblet, whatever, where they like literally. I think it was like they were coming in and out of uh, like what's they call What's that gang car where you whack a mole? Basically, mm-hmm. you in a hole with a sniper and other people are got to stand <laughs> up to try to, uh, <laughs> to, 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 to try to snipe you. But y'all all trying to do the snipe up and down and try to shoot each other when y'all pop out the hole. Right. So it looked fun to play because it's just like wacky modes like that. Like the creativity of the community will probably definitely help when it comes to keeping that game popular and fun to actually play. So, yeah. I, I I like the idea of Forge, for sure. A lot more than anything. All right. Well, um, I don't have a segue this time. I was bodying them at first, but I don't really have a segue. Uh, but I wanted to talk about um, the Steam Deck. Steam Deck thoughts, anything that you... Um, I know, Jalen, you said you've been working on yours. And... Uh, I know you've been getting, you know, it's, it prepared. Uh, I know you had some troubles with some of the, um, I think you said you were trying to do something. Uh, no, well, I go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it was this, uh, just trying to get like familiar with it. I mean, it is like a little like tablet S type thing or whatever, but mm. at the same time, it's a whole computer. So, and then it's like switching between modes and, and it's it's not using like a like a, a familiar operating system, right? So, because mm-hmm. um, I never used Linux before in uh, transparency, but it was just a little weird, like little quirk thingies, like you know, I'm on like Firefox or whatever, and I'm 
trying to get up the <laughs> keyboard. I'm like, how do I pull the keyboard up? Because I'm clicking on this thing. It's definitely not coming up. And just getting familiar, like trying to switch it from desktop mode, switch it back to like the Steam mode. I'm getting like MU deck and all that type of stuff, trying to get all that like set up. I'm running the issues and I tried to do like a custom directory or whatever. Um, so I kind of use like the little default one or whatever. On top of that, I ain't got an SD card. So it's just kind of, you know, it ain't nothing impossible. And I think it's a great device by all means and stuff like that. But I think there is a little bit of, uh, I ain't going to say a huge learning curve if you like you savvy with like PCs and stuff like that. It's just kind of getting familiar with how the steam deck work how this tablet little gaming device thing it does have a little desktop mode and when you put all that type of stuff on there earlier me and josh was talking about like something called mu deck um at first i was been being honest i was thinking i had to plug it into something and kind of do a little like finagle and then put like certain files on there that's going to enable it to do certain things but i mean it's a computer so you can just take files as they are from what i'm knowing at least so far like you just take files as they are and do whatever and having like executable and stuff like that but um going back to like the emu deck thing it's like all right i'm on here so how i'm supposed to use this or use this emulator or how i'm supposed to um get this game to work on here you know what i'm saying it's just a lot of stuff like that and it was just like weird things like all right i'm on a desktop mode and uh one of the emulators within emu deck is running and it's running on a desktop, like similar, like how you'd be on a computer. You can kind of click the window, like, you know, how you generally click windows with the ones that you want active. So that's like kind of getting all your little like commands and stuff you put in that. I was trying to do that on my Steam Deck and it wasn't working the most. It wasn't working like the way I wanted it to work. And it, it was just weird. Like I couldn't like pull up certain menus and things like that. And then when I had one back in and opened it up a different way, I don't even know how I opened it up. It like actually put it into like the full screen mode. But now I'm in a full screen mode, trying to figure out how to get out of the full screen mode and <laughs> just pressing all the buttons on my Steam Deck. And I'm like, bro, how do I get out of this? And this might be specific to like RetroArch or whatever, which is the GBA emulator I was using. But so I'm doing that and clicking all types of stuff. I finally get it to pull up. I hit them both analog sticks at the same time, which is kind of weird, I guess. But um that and then trying to map out controls and all that type of stuff because i ain't gonna lie like when you're playing pokemon games like after a certain point man you get a certain age you're like man i need that fast forward but like i need that mug right now and you're like what are you saying like so um still trying to mess with it a little bit trying to figure it out but again i mean i don't really have any buyers anymore or anything like that with it i mean it is a little costly price or whatever mm-hmm. um I'm like, I could get rid of my Steam Deck and get Sonic Frontiers Game of the Year edition, you feel me? But <laughs> I can't, it's been like 60 days in my Steam Deck, so I'm like, I guess I got to keep it and hold off on like Sonic Frontiers and stuff like that. So, um, I think, you know, I'm just trying to be like financially sound, but yeah, I, I yeah. think it's a, a good purchase and stuff like that. And I'm excited to see what I can do with it like in the future. So, um, I yeah, I, I just got to be a little bit of patient. Yeah, I think you'll really enjoy it once you get it all set up. But um, it's it's definitely a small learning curve. Um, I just wanted to hear your experience pulling out the box because we ain't talked about how to set that up. You just kind of, you know, being on your own. So what I'm understanding from what you were just saying is that it's it's pretty intuitive in a way where you can get around the stuff. You kind of understand where you need to go. But sometimes it is a little bit like... Um, you got to get some think cards out there sometimes, like even trying to find the shortcuts on what to do next, how to pull up the keyboard, stuff like that is um 
a little bit uh, daunting if you don't really know where to look. Uh, but I know the shortcut for that is Steam X. Yeah, if you hold down the Steam button, hit X. I think that pulls up all of your, uh, your 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 keyboard, and then if you pull, just hold down Steam. I think that pull up all the shortcuts on the on the device. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. It, I don't think it did that one when I was on like retro because I was like, maybe this this button I say Steam on it probably got a lot of yeah. power or something like that. And I did come up. In desktop mode, depending on the application, it'll like overwrite those Steam controls. So, mm. like I was saying to you, like I I don't personally play any games in desktop mode because it treats it very differently. Like it treats yeah. it like a computer, and it kind of sometimes expects you to like just plug in a, a or connect the Bluetooth keyboard and use it like that because yeah. um, it's going to treat the Steam deck as a controller, and it's not always going to work um, how you want. Um, but yeah, the desktop mode in Linux is it's a lot to learn, but you know, it, it's actually it was pretty quick to pick up on. And the best thing that me and Deontay has said before is that with like the Linux community or just the Steam community combined with this, it's a lot easier to like learn how to do this stuff because people put together really good guides or really good like five minute videos on how to do something. Mm-hmm. And it's actually pretty easy to learn once you actually get into it. Um and you have all the customization options that you want, so it's pretty much no reason where you can't get the game to play how you want, unless it's just the game doesn't load. <laughs> and, and even then, usually people have like a, ten different workarounds how to get your game to actually work uh, if it keep crashing or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah. What what yeah. was was really cool I, about yeah. it is like when I talked about it previously is that the um, Steam Deck is a is a universal same specs device um if it works so for one person it should work for you so if if it's like um like that is that is my comfort because i'm not the smartest guy in the room but somebody out there that has, owns one is and if i feel that le- that level of understanding where i don't have to worry about oh my cpu is different my gpu is different i can't get the same experience nope i can because i literally have the same device so that is the comfort i get when it comes to the steam deck even though there's a learning curve it's important to learn some of it because it, it once you do it's not like you have to relearn like a different device later on down the line if you this is your only device you ever buy from the steam deck um and using steam os then you will probably know how steam os works from the future on and if you buy a new steam deck they're very going to be very similar but probably better more powerful and that is the joy of pcs because they're pretty much the same operating system it's not like it's something that's going to change often or dramatically to the point where it breaks everything um so yeah i think uh um, yeah no, i mean time in. i'm about no, go ahead. Yeah, definitely the time. Um, and then I was, like I said, I was trying to work around without having like a. I, I was just like kind of finagling some stuff because I was like, I probably really want an SD card just so like if there's like any sort of like updates or anything that goes on, I always got some type of external source that's not really getting affected. Versus mm-hmm. if I got things like stored on here internally, especially like if it's, you know, like third party, you know, stuff like that that might not really like coincide with the operating system or whatever. So, um. So that would, I mean, I'm trying to think, uh, I was going to say something else, but I can't remember. So, but ultimately I think I need to be patient. I mean, uh, Deontay, he has sent me a video on how to like set up my steam deck and like different things I should have on there. 
plot twist, his face popped up on a thing. And I'm just like, bro, why would I want to watch this video, man? Don't I get enough of you already? Nah, just play. Nah, that's my boy. So I definitely love and support the video and stuff like that. So, um, and I think he had like a pretty good like video that kind of like walked me through everything or whatever. So it's just me having the time and patience to actually go through and set things up and figure out what I really want on it. Because I ain't going to lie, I only got 64 gigs on that boy. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to put on here, dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I ain't really got like a external, I, I got an external hard drive. I'm lying. I just don't really like use it like that per se. So I might have to start opting to that. And, you know, just like I said, just being a little patient. It's a lot of games and stuff I want to play too. But I'm, so I'm trying to make sure I don't get back into that emulator phase. I'm just playing like old Pokemon games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, actually doing something different you know so um that's kind of another reservation i have with it because i want to try to make sure i'm expanding myself when i'm playing these games instead of just like wasting time just you know i'm gonna play this pokemon game now like and they just the old ones and stuff like that so but but yeah. no nah, that, that's pretty much it though so yeah um i think you have fun but uh all right let's move on to our last talk topic for today and um it's about some um, black haircuts. <laughs> the importance of black haircuts in video games. Uh, we got bro, haircuts is like qu- excellent, bro. Quispy fades coming in Hogwarts Legacy. That uh, tell them tell them about the Hogwarts Legacy fades, Jalen, because uh, that's what popped out to you, right? <laughs> nah, I ain't, I ain't even gonna care, bro. I'm, I'm at the hoop court, right? We we busting their head. We like five, six, and zero on a court. I'm like, hey, this is a good day, bro. Like, we really, we really putting up numbers. Like, hoping at the uh, recreation center. Then I get on my phone. The RDC world pop. I'm like, hey, man, hold up, bro. Hold on, like, pause, dog. I have to show a little size. Like, bro, you see these dudes haircuts, man? I'm like, I, I get this game strictly off the the haircut alone because you know they be doing black people bold in these games. They be having the the non traditional black people, like American black person. Yeah. Um, they they haircuts they be having like specs and like you know black people get fades and stuff like that tapers all that but they be having like on the games they be having like these little specs and stuff like that hairline mm-hmm. all warped and stuff like that and don't look like they care about their hair and stuff like that and the, the the skin tone be like bronze or all extra darker have like some burgundy color so you know what I'm saying they just don't be doing mm-hmm. us right like the lips be too big but on this they was they was in their bag like that's the best way I can put it bro like. <laughs> I was like, I copped this game strictly just because they was in a bag with black people. Like, they got the, the lips right. The eyes don't look like they, you know, black faced or nothing. I'm like, they look like they got the answer. Cornrows crispy. Like, they just got done getting their hair braided. Hairline, like, they just got, like, they put the answer on their head, that little black spray that black people be putting on their hair to make their hair look forward and all that type of stuff. Like, Jalen Rose, like, they got all that. I'm like, bro, it's crispy. He got you can see the texture in the hair and stuff like that. You know, I don't know if they got that 4C or whatever they got going on, but you know, it's all that in there. And I'm like, y'all really was actually caring about black people. I'm like, I get this game based off that one. I ain't even look up gameplay. Just know they just know they gonna get their 60 or 70 from me just because of the haircut, bro. Not just fine. I ain't gonna say they're gonna get all that, but that I thought that was like amazing. I ain't see cyberpunk and all that type of stuff you can do on there, like the customization, but and I know Pokemon even tried to put some dress in there. I'm like, man, nobody wants the little chicken nuggets in their head, bro. Like, with the texture and all that other type of stuff. That because you know Pokemon ain't got the graphics and stuff like that. But Hogwarts, they Cyberpunk yeah, they made it. a good face. They didn't make good hair. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't like none of the hair options. And, I, and I was I played as a female and a male, and I thought 
I was like, bro, I I I rocked the buzz cut for the male, and I rocked like a like a. I, I was trying to rock the fro, but I was like, bro, this thing ugly. I was like, why do they fro like that? But yeah, it was trash. So I ended up having to wear like a like a fade cut back ponytail type of hairstyle, and I was like, yeah, this is not what I wanted to go for. I don't do black people bro, hair like that. So be doing a bowl like I I will say Final Fantasy thirteen even though. Uh, afro and stuff i wasn't really cool with that and size wasn't the most interesting character his texture and stuff and the hair was like it was pretty good like i, oh, I yeah, appreciate yeah. what they did with that um and that was an old game so i don't know what was going on with these newer games and black people haircuts and they don't even like they don't even had just something simple like a fade or like a taper they just had these little mm-hmm. fake dread type or long care. So when you playing Elden Ring, well, Elden Ring was a little better. But we was playing Stanks. I mean, start Dark Souls. Um, <laughs> they haircuts was just like yo, dude, hair be long. Like he had like a perm and stuff. Like he the new Rick. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, like just put a black person haircut in here, bro. Like his hairline ain't even got to be straight. So like I said, when they did something with their hair with Hogwarts. I thought that was cold, bro. Like that that's black excellence. Like, yeah, that, that bug went from a man, I ain't think about Hogwarts to I'm like, this face out there. Bro, I'm trying to tell you. Bro, they look like them was like I'm like, man, I seen this dude in real life before. I was hooping with him last week, as a matter of fact. Like that's how that's how the black people was. Like, yeah, I was just hooping with Buddy Work. I it's a dude that looked just like him, bro. So Yeah, they did a good job. I'm looking at it now, and I was like, Yeah, they actually did a decent job at the nose. The the eyebrow, oh, like, he got definition. The lips, like yeah, but he actually look like he's black. <laughs> yeah. He don't got no weird skin tone. Like it ain't bronze or burgundy. Like he just yeah. actually look like like I'm brown skin, bro. Like what's up? Like I'm like so, man, what's up? Like let's, <laughs> let's clap it up. <laughs> like you see, yeah, for, man, for like, getting it right. Yeah. I don't think that was the first one, but they def it's very few in between, bro. Like when it comes to black haircuts mm-hmm. and like. uh uh, I don't even. I don't even think. Um, I mean, San Andreas tried their best with the polygons. Obviously, they had polygons at the time. They they wasn't really dealing. They wasn't really dealing with no definition. They had a fro, and I, I rocked the fro, and then they had a little cornrows. But, <laughs> but man, that was always the safest Yeah, the fro is the safest bet. Cornrows. Yeah, the cornrows was. You ain't never want to get the all even. The uh, all evens was like, That's even a horrible haircut in general, bro. Like, Dude, and then they they, they had was, the haircuts. They they had on that boy hairline jacked up. Like that is a true bro. mod in GTA <laughs> haircuts. GTA Five. They really put a mod in there for haircuts. Like, uh, what's his name? I forget his name now. The the, the, the original Franklin. guy, Franklin. He had like a decent fade, right? But it wasn't like the greatest fade either. But he had a decent one. Um, but yeah, I think I think some games in their time they were like at least showcasing decent black haircuts but these games that are like more fantasy based more you know rpgs they give you a goku haircut and they say go at it that's it you get a buzz that's it but um i it's nice to see hogwarts legacy is actually trying um to give us some representation with the haircuts at least like Miles Great Morales, when like Miles Morales script. came out, the hair, everybody was like, "Bro, that man!" <laughs> when Spider Man came out, the first trailer, everybody was like, "Bro, I don't care what that man doing." That hairline quits me. 
And that was all no. they mad about. That was like the upgrade, bro. The upgrade from Spider-Man 1 to Miles Morales was the haircut and the textures, bro. bro that is that's how like important it is. Yeah. In, in the black community, bro, like, like yeah. I don't think people realize like the importance of a haircut, bro. Like, yeah. all the, the pandemic memes that was coming out about people, like, <laughs> Not seeing a barber and I ain't going outside like, bro. I'm, I'm try- like the, the way I can put it in perspective, man. Think about you, a, you know, a lowly saying like a third class saying, but you get a haircut, you go automatically not super sad one, but super sad two. Like you feel like you can take over the world. Like, bro, I got a haircut. I'm gonna just spin a block just so y'all can see my haircut. Like that's why girls be like, man, no, you just got your haircut. You acting different. Yeah, I'm acting different. I'm, I'm, I'm at, I'm at like maximum overdrive right now just because I got a haircut. Like. Just we got the literally, bro. That's a confidence I boost like no breaker. other. And I'm trying to tell you, bro, you got your hair clean, but like, okay, yeah, you be. And then when your hairline get messed up, though, like you, you be like, let me, uh, let me hide for two weeks. You inside for two weeks. You inside for two weeks. I'm dying out here. Hey, nah, like, can I'm you inside. can you come pick me up? I need to go to the hospital. Man, my haircut messed up, man. You might have to just call nine one one. Call nine one one, bro. I can't go out there looking like this. Yeah, I'm not even a hat guy. I hate hats. I'm trying to, bro. I, I will not wear a hat because I know it's gonna mess my hair up, bro. I be wanting to wear hats, but I'm like, I can't even wear it, bro. That's gonna mess I, I my hair. Keep it on all here. day. I'm like, I don't want to keep a hat on all day. I need to. I need somebody need to invent a hat that don't mess up your hair. Something, bro. Bro, I'm trying to tell you. Soon as you put that hat on, your hair, your haircut cook, bro. You gonna have to go find another mirror, get whatever hair products you need and stuff. Get your hair tightened up and don't put that hat back on. <laughs> like that hat is a commitment, bro. It's a twenty four hour commitment. Same thing go with uh with these uh headphones, Hoods. these headphones that be popping uh, over your head and you smash your head down. I'm like, bro, come on, G. And then uh, don't even get me started, bro. Every time I put this uh, this headset down, if I put it on some paper, I was I remember I was trying to I don't know what I was doing. I put it down on my paper. That mug, the 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 amount of grease and oils that fell off onto that paper was atrocious. I had to drop like four page, like six page. I'm like, bro, this thing see through like that. Was, and that was just from the headset. That wasn't even the head, bro. That was the headset. So. It's just a, it's a whole thing when it comes remember, to black hair. Remember when I told y'all about like, man, I don't want to wear my headset, man. Just go to Discord, bro. That's the reason why, because the haircut. I'm, I'm not gonna smash my hair in to, to talk to y'all in the game, bro. We got other options, bro. This is, this is 2020, 21, 22, 23. Like we got other options, bro. And I'm not smashing my hair to talk to y'all, bro. bro why you ain't just buying no earpods? I ain't buying no AirPods. No, I, I, I did, but like they wasn't. Which I'm trying to think. I don't want to keep trying to figure out how to sync them to my like PlayStation. I don't even know uh, if you can do that for real, bro. I was just like, yeah, man. I guess I'll go ahead and plug my headset up again so we can have game terror. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever we trying to do, I'm like, man. I guess, bro. Like, yeah. Every time I get done playing that game, bro, throw that headset down and go look right in the mirror. All right, what I gotta fix, bro? What I gotta fix? <laughs> Just because I wanted to play this game. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, it's important. It's super important. Uh, so I'm glad Hogwarts, you know, took the first step. I still want to play the game entirely in, in its entirety. But uh, I think the um, it's cool that they have 
you know, that much customization on the character creation and um, combat. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm definitely going to have fun. They like they put a lot of care into the game and um, a lot of money. So hopefully it does well. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't want to keep us too long. Anything else y'all want to get off your chest before we uh, head up out of here? Um, God of War is game of the year already confirmed. Y'all know uh, Bangalore got the best black haircut. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, heck yeah, heck you know. Stay right where she at, bro. She stay right where she at. <laughs> they, they tried with, um, they, they covered his head up. You can't even see it. Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, that's because they knew his hairline was pushed back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least, at least they, um, uh, at least they got the facial. Um, like I, I feel like their their facial um expressions and her her like um her makeup her not her makeup but like makeup of her face is is um spot on for like a like a black. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's over, over, um, it's over produced. It feels natural in that way, but her hair, yeah, it'd be atrocious. Um, her subtleties and her, like her movement and like her actual cheekbones and her eyesight, it, it, it actually presents a character that is black, but um, at the same time, she doesn't really do or even discuss anything that Newcastle is more of the black character to me than Bangalore ever was. Bangalore is hardened mm-hmm. because of, you know, military, but Newcastle actually has expressions and actually sayings that are more uh, rooted in the black community than anything uh, that Bangalore has ever said. So, yeah. Yeah, Bangalore do look good, like as a black person. Not that you mentioned it, but she don't. She just say militant stuff. I'm white, and it's cringy. Yeah. I'm like, bro, sit your head, militant, cringy, <laughs> so down, bro. Like you was not a representation of the black community, right? <laughs> I ain't gonna say, that. you know. Yeah, because it, it's it's more of a majority. her character. I think if she just happens to be black, her character is yeah. a militant woman, right? Uh, Newcastle's character is a. A black man. If that's what it seems like, it's actually a characterization of what a black man would be in that world. Uh, her is just a militant woman, but she just happened to be black. That's it. Like she doesn't have any characteristics that showcases that she's a black. If you didn't hear her, like, if you didn't hear her, um, if you didn't see and hear her at the same time. Sometimes you just think she was just some militant woman, but she does sound black, at least like she has a character voice that sounds black, but it's just not as in the mannerisms, the conversation pieces. Like when she talks, it's not like, a OK, I understand where they, they, they're they trying to slip in lingo or they're trying to slip in like some education around what the black community says and does. But at least with Newcastle, you can see the representation and hear it. Uh, so. It's a difference. It's like a fine line. I don't even know how you, I wouldn't even know how to start, to be honest with you, like showcasing a black character and not making them feel like overproduced. Uh, it's hard because our essence is like a lot of different things at the same time. It's like our core experiences are so different at sometimes that even if we find it to be like a commonality between us all, it's how you portray that commonality and subtleties in it. So it's like it's all in the subtleties, like for real. Um, 
I think white people can get away with anything because they always had trope characters and things like that. But when you're trying to do a subtlety character like a black person, it's harder. So I don't know. And then we'd be hard critics anyway. Like we all. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. But um, yeah, I know it. I know it's possible. It's it's just we we got hard critics. Yeah, I know it's possible to have a great black character. I mean, um, a lot of it also comes down to is who's making the actual character because, like, yeah. you'll see them all the time in fantasy games, like Forspoken, and I, I hope that the characterization of the black characters in there are good, but it's not made. You know, maybe there there are black people on the team. I don't know, but it, this seems like a project. You know, from non-black people from Square Enix. And from their people that they work with in like Europe and, and, and their other studios and stuff like that. So a lot of times there it's their interpretation of what they want Fine. Yeah, the black they, character to be. Yeah. Instead of on the flip side, which we ain't even talk about it, but it was good, which is like Black Panther, which majority of the people oh, in the creative decisions are black people, like black director and cast and stuff like that. And so it feels more natural when they they show all different black characteristics and stuff like that because it's not like a a interpretation of what a black person is to somebody who's met like two black people in their life you know yeah it's an actual black yeah (laughs) i forgot all about black panther for honest and um we still got time Uh, let's talk about it so black panther um and I don't know how I missed it, but Wakanda Forever, me and my wife went to go see it. I know Josh went to go see it. Um, I don't think Jalen went to go see it at all. Jalen, you didn't see Black Panther, right? JB Easy. I'm going to take that as a no. He probably having some technical difficulties. Um, but yeah, the Black Panther, I saw it. Um, and I know I seen something, I think you, I don't know if you tweeted something or something like that, but you was like, you gave us a high praise. I say that you gave a high praise. Um, yeah. Karina gave a high praise. I gave it, and I'm not saying it wasn't a good movie. I just thought some of the stuff that was happening was a little questionable. I just liked the presence of those I, like black people on the screen right and i liked it the the feel that it gave me when they were they, they were taking on their problems and they were just having it all internal it wasn't like anybody outside of the wakanda was really dealing with any of it i liked the portrayal of a powerful nation right and the powerful nation that it was i just don't find no more in his people to be as a huge threat as everyone else was portraying them to be. I'm not saying that they just fish me because they are strong, right? I'm just saying that there is a multitude of things that a a bit like they were, they literally are like, they're back in the Mayan era. They like, they don't have, they don't use technology in that sense and they don't create things in that sense. I know they have like, they didn't portray it on screen at least. Like a lot of the back history of that community was like rushed and it felt like I couldn't really understand how they are so powerful. They have vibranium, but at the end of it, at the core of it, 
they have to they can't live on the land they have to live in the sea they can maybe they can just maybe they can pull the the world into the ocean but i'm like that's not possible so i just i just felt like their threat was their threat because conda was keeping it a secret i felt like overall in the universe obviously when most of these big bads come to, to come to town for for Wakanda to be the biggest and like the strongest nation, I didn't find him to be living up to the expectation of like fighting the strongest nation. That was all, um, and I felt like um, they they wrote it in to make them seem powerful, and I didn't feel like they were just genuinely powerful. But Krina f- fought me hard on that, so I want to hear <laughs> your opinion on um, so that. I, I'll I'll be honest, like me. For Marvel movies in general, I'm not usually as hard on them as most people. Like it doesn't have the plot doesn't have to make complete sense. I'm not okay mm-hmm. with plot holes and stuff like that. Like I just want to see the the next chapter in this long Marvel manga and see what the characters do and mm-hmm. think about what's gonna happen next. So that that's always my stance. And the second thing is I, I even said this when I saw the first trailer, it's like I want to go in and enjoy this movie, see what these people worked hard to put together, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with with all the, the past in the Chadwick and stuff like that. But from the beginning, I wasn't ever going to be like judging it that hard because like, you know, I don't know how you would actually make it better in this situation. You know, um, yeah. that being said, I still enjoyed it a lot. Like I rewatched me, me and my wife rewatched the first Black Panther before we went to go see this and. Uh, I enjoyed this one a lot. I'm not going to say that it's like a, a better movie, but I enjoy, I feel like I had a lot more moments in it that I enjoyed um, mm-hmm. just from all the Wakanda characters. Like all of them did, uh, mm-hmm. I think, amazing. Uh, I liked all, seeing more of them um, as always. And then when it came to the Atlantean stuff, I, I enjoyed it. I've never been a fan of Namor in the comics, but uh the actor um i think did a good job of at least making him more interesting than like what he usually is to me um and i think that he his character because like all the other like uh underwater people like they're they're like normal people but him he's special because like he's actually a mutant and not fly yeah yeah and so i thought even though he i will say like he didn't have somebody's so i'm not gonna spoil it but um he didn't have anybody on his level that i thought i thought that like if if he was fighting thor for example like that fight could be like very like do all bunch of stuff like underwater and a bunch of different Mm -hmm. cities and you blowing stuff up he didn't have anybody on his level um which hopefully if you see him again in the future maybe they can like push that push his story push his powers see more of him mm-hmm. but for seeing him in this movie i thought he was really good and he was a a pro he was a problem uh the rest of them i think is just numbers like you know they never actually say how many of them there are but i mean, imagine there might be millions of them underwater <laughs> so i think that i got the idea that they were going for that you know they can sneak up on you and they they got magic where they can sing and like hypnotize oh. people and stuff like that so i i think for a surprise attack situation this was definitely i felt the tension but mm-hmm. like yeah i don't i don't know if they would actually win 
like a long uh, no battle with like Wakanda and stuff like that. Right, they but, all they had was water balloons. I was like, come on, man, stop with the water balloons. I say, like, come on, something else. And then I was just, <laughs> I kept saying that, and I was like, please do something else. Please do something else. But I was, I was. What I will say, I was. I yeah, I will say mm-hmm. that there, there's supposed to be other people, like not as strong as anymore, but really mm-hmm. strong people underwear like the the guy with the crown and the other girl with like the flower oh yeah, 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 yeah they they did a couple things in there but they didn't like fully do a lot um right. but they're supposed to be like really really strong characters as well but anyways all that to be said i i enjoyed mm-hmm. seeing those two groups and uh, their their interactions where they like talking or fighting so uh i enjoyed it and plus the like i said also when i tweeted it like the music of course is really good um yes it's different than the first one which was like you know kendrick and hip-hop and more like representing uh mm-hmm. what's his name uh uh killmonger yeah um but this one is more you know more quiet more like you know because it's about loss and stuff like that so but it, it was really good Absolutely. I felt like they portrayed it the best way they possibly could. Um, I think the funeral was was great and um, it was impactful for the Marvel symbol to come up and it was just being Chadwick and and it was like a moment of silence. Um, I think that a lot of the stuff that they did to create and make it a good movie was a good movie. Like if you took away the, the whole Marvel stuff, you wouldn't even really have much of a difference. It's like lost. It's about loss. It's about overcoming loss. It's about, um, you know, dealing with that and just, you know, having a hard time, you know, moving past it. And um, it was just a lot of that and a lot of emotions and a lot of like hard situations to kind of overcome. Um, I think the more just amplified their, um, their, 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 their um it it's just amplified the lack of protection that was felt at the passing of the black panther um yeah. and not and I, I and that's where i kept kind of coming back to okay i don't feel like he was powerful enough to be f- dealing with this type of community of people and um but at the same time no more was that he was a hitter. He was he was taking down stuff really, really quickly. He was like doing a lot of things that um, he himself would be doing like him yeah. himself was strong. Uh, everything else like they had to really do some stuff to really, you know, you know, overcome that situation. But um, but his his team, Najee, nah, nah, I, I just couldn't get with them. Um but I understand the world. The world is is like seventy percent water. They can be anywhere at any time, and they're fast. Um, and I understand that that is like the that was the overarching presence of that yeah, they they really can get you at any point in time if they really truly wanted to. Obviously, they have to be close to water. And then that whole battle scene, you know, and things like that. The plan, and that's why I was. That's where I went into my bag of they wrote this script around playing to their strengths because I'm like, why would you do that? It doesn't make sense. But at the same time, how would they even impact on land? So I just knew it was like, um, understandable. Um, I enjoyed it still. I was giving it an eight out of 10. I felt like 
everybody's, you know, presentation and everybody's, sorry, acting was great. Um, I really liked Angela Bassett. Um, she was really good. And I liked, um, I forget his name now, the guy that was like the comedy relief. <laughs> I forget his name, the, the general. Winston the, Duke? The black dude? Yeah, the black dude that um was a uh, uh, dang, dang, I can't his remember name? his name. Yeah, but yeah, the, the gorilla guy. Yeah, the gorilla guy. So, um, <laughs> but uh, he was really he was really good too. Um, a lot of moment to moment scenes that were impactful. Um, yeah, and it was just a lot of reflection. You know, reflection on how we how we do cope and how we move on from things. So it was just a lot of that, and I liked it a lot, and I felt like it was. Yeah action-packed enough where i was on the edge of my seat so i was like what's gonna happen next okay what's gonna happen now and they did a lot of i I will say like yeah i I agree with all that for me like Mm -hmm. uh, you know maybe it's overrated or whatever but like uh i was rating it based on like how many scenes i felt like were just like really really memorable that i'm always gonna like want to go back to and see it's like yeah uh i think it had a lot of them with like you know cameos from from old characters and mm-hmm. cameos from new characters. Um, and like overall with like um, how they handle the, um, you know, leadership with like him passing and like yeah. other people stepping in. And like, I, I was like uh, weary about it at first. Like, you know, I don't know. And how is it going to compare and stuff like that. And I think they did a good job of, separating like um separating themselves from chadwick like yeah we're not just going to copy what he did this is going to be different but it's still you know understandable and like uh you know emotional and stuff like that as well so absolutely yeah i think um overall they did a good job and i think um that this is the this I wouldn't ch- and that's the thing because even if I'm I'm criticizing but I, I wouldn't change it because of what it what it brought to the table I wouldn't change um their what they did at the end I wouldn't change anything but I wanted to just be just be aware of where they kind of not derailed but steered the um, direction of the movie. And and that's fine because that's what you're supposed to do. Um, But I knew that it would be too much, too many questions if they were to fight on land. Um, It was just too many questions that would be unanswered. Like, why would they do it that way when they could just do it? But taking it to the, taking it, taking the final battle to their homeland or where they, where they're comfortable is um, most important and interesting. So, and um, ability to kind of keep all loose ends tight in this in that mm-hmm. sense um but yeah uh black panther was good um if you if you do see it um i think it was great i think i've seen the first one like five times in the theater i'm probably gonna see this twice um mm-hmm. but i i still didn't really really much enjoyed it and um a lot of the noise online people just just let it know it's noise uh, sometimes people are just they are very um against change sometimes <laughs> they're they they lack understanding and the concepts and sometimes it's just hard for people to to adjust. So um I don't yeah, think I, they didn't honor anyone. I think they honored someone. They they honored and they passed the torch elegantly 
and they will they showcase that they what they're planning on doing in the future. I that's what more can you ask for? So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I will say like a lot of people just of course always they, they throw a lot of shaded uh this movie for no reason, especially, you know, it's a mm-hmm. black movie. Um, but we're like um I say like uh, Shuri, like yeah, uh, a lot of people were complaining about her before the movie because you know she don't believe vaccines and stuff like that. <laughs> I think that, of course, even with like Kyrie and all this stuff, like people have their own personal beliefs, but you can also still enjoy their acting and stuff for what it is, and not necessarily have any of that other stuff bother you. Yeah, animosity towards the outside stuff that's coming in into the movie is ridiculous, especially when it's a movie. But I understand that we are no longer in a space where the creative can be distinguished from the person that it is. So the actor cannot be distinguished from the person that they are. They are now one in one. So whatever they do in real life impacts how they are looked at in the movie, which sucks. But that is the truth. Um, So I get it. I understand it. But that is not what this movie is about, nor how it impacts it. And it shouldn't even impact because overall, Shuri did a really good job. Like she did a good job in her role, Um, regardless of if they had to reshoot or reschedule things around her. She did a good job. So, I mean, that at least the end result is worth it at that point, because all of the rest of that stuff is noise. The movie is out. You can watch it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much all I have, and we kind of going over, so I'm going to cut it short here. I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, if you enjoy the content, please don't forget to share it, like it. You can always check it out on wherever you do podcasts, and some of the clips will be up on the BCD Universe channel. But uh, overall, it's been a good week. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you guys in the next one. Peace.